0: Why not? A queer podcast.
1: Welcome home. Hi, everybody. I'm Rick Todd. And I'm Jeremy Williams, and you are listening to Why Why Not? A Queer Podcast. Episode 41. I hesitated there in the beginning because I couldn't find my line on the script. (laughs) I panicked. I'm like, oh, God, what's my
0: name? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I hear? 40 second time is the charm. So you won't even need that paper next time.
1: We'll see. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what i like that a queer podcast when we say that because then i think it's just queer because of you and me
1: yeah it's quite queer yeah but you and i are quite queer. it's super queer today and always thanks for listening
0: <laughs> this has been a queer podcast <laughs> with Rick and Jeremy. i'm excited that our ads now um tell people that we're the ones hosting it
1: i noticed that we advertised we for six
0: months without telling people it was us <laughs>
1: Surprise! Now
0: I don't. Are we gonna gain or lose listeners? I don't know.
1: We'll see. Um, we'll gain our moms and we'll lose our <laughs> brothers. you will be like, "No, those assholes." No. That's who that was. <laughs> I thought I recognized <laughs> that whiny helium voice. Mm. And we both took a sip we at the same to, time. We need to be <laughs> on different time. That better.
0: We need to be on different drinking <laughs> um, cycles. That's what happens when you do a podcast together. You get on the same cycle. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> that's exactly how that works busy week so um i i don't recognize this bottle that's Ooh, in front of yes. me so i didn't oh wait oh, where
1: are we gonna we we uh, talked about this last time the drama okay so <laughs> um originally since this is our official unofficial halloween episode tomorrow's halloween i was going to get the 19 crimes uh, frankenstein and dracula bottles that i found out glow in the dark absolutely amazing went all over town to every place that sells wine and liquor. Everyone is sold out. I had them pull it up in their systems, and within a 50-mile radius, no one had any of the bottles. They are super popular. Now, I did find them in a liquor store in Michigan that was going to ship them to me. The shipping cost was going to cost more than the two bottles of wine, and it wasn't going to get here until November 7th. So I said, yeah.
0: Uh, not going <laughs> to do
1: that. Almost did it, but decided not to do it.
0: Do you know how many times I buy products for Watermark where it's like twenty five dollars for the product and then shipping is one hundred and fifty?
1: That's crazy. Yeah, um, these were ten dollar bottles, and to ship both of them, the total cost was going to be sixty dollars. So it was going to be forty dollars to ship two bottles of wine. But it wouldn't, If it would have been here by today, I probably would have done it. But it was going to be here till next week. I may even still do it because the bottles are kind of cool. <laughs>
2: um,
1: so I went uh, to the store, uh, uh, nondescript grocery store today. Who's not paying us to say their names. We're not going to say their name. However. Um, <laughs> but the wine people were not paying us people, either. <laughs> oh, the wine people are paying me in happiness. Um, so I picked up, and this one's kind of special, because it is from the vineyard of an Oscar-winning director. Francis Ford Coppola has a, a vineyard. Really? Yes. And so I have uh, Coppola's Claret Cabernet Sauvignon, black label, and it's quite delicious. I was going
0: to ask, is it is it delicious or is it from the Nicolas, Nicolas Cage section of the Coppola? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no, this is straight up Francis. This is, uh, this is aged wonderfully. I imagine the newer bottles, probably not as good as the old bottles, but I'm sure they're all still good. Um, but I was looking up because I wanted some fun facts for Francis Ford Coppola. Um, he's directed some of the most classic films of the 70s and 80s like valley girl um like godfather <laughs> godfather 2 godfather 3 apocalypse now
0: Charles 3 uh
1: bram Stoker's dracula <laughs> and i don't know if you're aware of this he also directed jack the robin williams movie where he <laughs> ages fast. really that's francis i didn't know that's francis for coppola that's interesting yeah so you watch these masterpieces like these epic four-hour masterpieces and then jack just jack it's an alright movie. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, so we're drinking some Coppola. Uh, copious amounts of Coppola. And I, I forgot my wine glass, so not only am I drinking Coppola, but I'm drinking Coppola out of a wicked coffee mug. Now,
0: it's it's wicked because it's of the musical Wicked, not yes. because you're from Boston. And you're not Ooh, like, oh, w- I got a wicked coffee it's mug. It's a
1: wicked good coffee mug. <laughs> um Wait. No, <laughs> That
0: was not Boston from either of us. That was, like, drop-dead gorgeous Minnesota. You know, like, oh, it's a Wicked Coffee mug. Oh, yeah,
1: it's a Wicked Coffee mug in there. (laughs) It's full of a nice lager. Um, Yeah, it's Wicked the Musical, not Wicked... Boston.
0: (laughs) 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 so was your week. <laughs> I have a transition was, for wait, you. It was good. Uh, I just, just want to I like to mention this every single time. because um, one of these days I'll remember to check it. But you oh, know, yes. if you got something to say, you got something to sh- give us a shout out, send us an email, ww.n
1: at uh, or check out our social media. Yeah, give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram. I uh, have finally uh, set my old man this aside and I learned how to Schedule posts for multiple accounts, so I can switch between multiple accounts, and there should be quite a few posts up over the last couple of days for wine, why not?
0: There, second social.
1: Third. Fourth? What? What did you say? Social media, second social. Oh, suck. I thought you said second social. Oh. Meaning, like that was my second set of social accounts. I'm like, oh no, that's like third or fourth.
0: Somewhere, somewhere in the future, Jen is driving in her car and she's listening to this podcast, and she's like, "Leave the suck it to Jeremy."
1: (laughs) So suck it, Jeremy. From your lips to God's
0: ears. (laughs) Please don't. No. Please don't say anything with suck in my lips in it. Awkward. We're coworkers. Um, so Yeah, (laughs) you startled me, I'm sorry (laughs) How was your week?
1: My week was was good Um, I went Uh, we actually, we were double booked Um, with Broadway So, uh, last Tuesday You were in Tampa to see a Broadway show
0: It's very sad when Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center And Straz Center for the Performing Arts Are in the same cycle Yeah, yeah They both had Um, opening nights on the same night. They
1: did. Um, So this was the opening for both seasons. uh, Here in Central Florida at Dr. Phillips, they opened with Annie. How very nice. It was right.
0: No, it was fine. Um, I know that you love children, so how was the show?
1: This show was filled with so many things that I could have done without in my Tuesday evening. It was filled with children screaming, little girls screaming. There was a dog on stage. A real dog. It wasn't even like a like in Broadway style, dressed as a human, a human dressed as a dog or a puppet dog or stuffed dog. They had an actual dog on stage. And every time it came out, the audience was like, oh! Mm-hmm. And they had a clap. And then Sandy had to do, Sandy, if you haven't seen Annie, is the dog. Um, Sandy had to do something. It wasn't even like a trick. Like Sandy had to like, you know, hop up on somebody and then s- sit down. And the audience burst into applause. And I almost got it to walk out right then, <laughs> the only burst of applause that is worse than applauding a dog for doing a dog thing, is people who applaud when an airplane lands. I can't stand it. Um,
0: Uh, Or when a movie ends.
1: Oh, yeah. Movie ends, too. Learn when is appropriate to applaud and only applaud in those circumstances.
0: I just yell, it's pre-taped.
1: They can't hear you! (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Annie is not at all one of my favorite musicals or favorite movies. I know a, a bunch of people adore it. It definitely is a show that brought all the uh, all the kids out. The audience was packed with children. Um,
0: <laughs> Your other favorite thing about shows.
1: Funny enough, um, the children were well behaved. The lady behind me and to my left, so it was like sitting over my left shoulder, was low, low talking, singing every song. And it was so obnoxious. And we were next to a couple um, with a, a, a couple that was on a date, a man and woman. Um, I'm assuming he was straight because they were holding hands and canoodling. And then when Annie started, he looked at his girlfriend and he goes, oh, my God, I'm so excited. And I was like, what? Did you say his girlfriend? Yeah. Are you sure about that? They were holding hands and canoodling. I was so confused. Anyway, <laughs> I was very confused. I took my brother. Um, my brother is a lot like you. He's, he's, he's uh, handsome. He's a, Yes, you're both a very- <laughs> um, He's a huge uh, Broadway fan yes. and loves anything that is musical and on stage. So um, I don't know if Annie is his favorite music. I don't think it is, but he enjoyed it. And for it not being one of my favorite, it was actually very enjoyable. Um, you know, kids... Singing and dancing and acting. They're, yeah, you know, aside
0: from like you're not, not, for it not being your show, but the production value was probably really good. The production was
1: really good. I very rarely do I see children and think, damn, they're good actors. <laughs> and there was maybe one in this production that I was like, oh, you're pretty good. Um, but children acting is not my thing, you know. You know I'm always
0: curious about with shows that are full of children? Like, how many children are actually in the cast and how many are. Like locals that they train yeah. and they fill in, like some of the maybe chorus yeah. children. I don't know.
1: But um, I d- and I wish I would have written their names down. But whoever played uh, Daddy Warbucks and um, who's the runs the orphanage?
0: Oh, I want to say Miss Hathaway, Miss Hannigan. The- Hannigan, yeah. Uh,
1: we're both amazing. They were both hilarious. Who I love Miss Hannigan. Every time she yelled at the children, I rooted for her. I really wanted her to come out the victim. Uh, yes. When she smacked
0: Annie, I laughed and laughed
1: and laughed. Um, but uh, there's parts in it. If you've seen the movie or the show, you know that uh, there's parts in it where the kids scream and they run around. Just that high-pitched scream. It's like It wasn't like an acting scream. It was like... Imagine that your cat just got ran over and it's like, ah! and I was like, no, come on, I have a headache now.
0: <laughs> but
1: the production was really good. That was very accurate. Have you run over a cat or two in your day? <laughs> I can either confirm or do um, But it was really good. It was For what it was, it was great. The audience loved it, applauded a lot. Um, and, you know, it's classic. It's got songs in there that everybody knows. Um, that one Jay Z sang. <laughs> you know what's so funny? You said it's
0: got the songs that everybody knows. I can only name two.
1: Okay. Which one?
0: Hard Knock Life. Yep. Yeah. And Tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Um, Easy Street. You don't
0: remember? Easy Street. No. Now I'm going to need a few more bars. <laughs>
1: da, da, da. Easy Street. Da da dot. Easy Street. That's the only word I know. It sounds like a classic. I have heard it before and that's how I determined if it was if it's a popular song So I was like well if I've heard it.
0: No nah, I mean they, they might be I just don't remember. No. I don't know I've seen it a lot I've yeah. seen it maybe once.
1: The two that you named obviously are, are, yeah. are well known um I do my connection to Annie is the movie from the 80s with yes. uh Albert Finney and Carol Burnett and Tim Curry and um Oh my God! Why did I forget her name? Who we went and saw in concert?
0: Bernadette Peters. Bernadette
1: Peters, and I love all four of them. So the movie, even though I do, the 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 story and the music isn't like my thing, I really like the movie because I love all of those actors.
0: Tim Curry's name came up for me this weekend. I'm going to tell you this this little bit. And you yeah. tell me what you think. There's this guy who works at um, the car dealership. I, I got a new car this weekend, and I the finance guy. His name was Tim, and I think it was like a thing that that that. Just his icebreaker is to tell people their names are cool and his name isn't. He's like, no one, no one's cool named Tim. So I just started going through a list of all the cool people named Tim, and then I was like, oh, Tim, Tim Curry. And he goes, yeah, but is he cool? I was like, yes. I mean, you don't put on fishnets and make out with guys and girls if you're not
1: cool. Tell, tell my uncle that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I am sub- i wouldn't have even bought a car from that man. I'd have got up and walked out and been like, good day to you, sir. I, I said good day. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, so you went to a Broadway show too.
0: I did on the same night you did. Yes. And I went to see Beetlejuice, which we covered on the show before. So I won't go yes. too much into detail. It was pretty much the same cast. Um, the, the, the girl who plays... Lydia. Lydia is uh, phenomenal, but she and she's like right out of high school, and oh, she's wow. just incredible. Um, she's really good, and the I guy- I my
1: has a future Lydia in
0: it. Oh <laughs> Probably, and a couple of future pole dance, no, I'm just um, no. <laughs> I mean, I'll, you got to think about the law of averages here. There's a lot of children in it, you said. <laughs> it's Beetlejuice you saw, hey? And so um you know, I love that show. Yeah. It's really good, and I really appreciate the Stradz inviting us to go and sit down and watch it. uh it was really good. Everybody loved it, but as they did here. Um, but I gotta tell you the one thing that is difficult for me, and this show just in its very nature invites this kind of uncomfortableness for me, is that the guy who's starring in it, right, was a stand-up comedian. Yeah. And there's a lot of you know, um, he talks a lot to the audience.
1: Yeah, yeah. I heard it's a, it's a lot like uh, lab because, like, the genie interacts with the audience a lot.
0: Yes, he interacts with the audience a lot, um, it, which makes people in the audience think that he wants them oh. to interact back with them, oh, no. and they, they, they he doesn't. He's an actor in a show who has a job to do and it's to entertain us. You have a job as an audience member. Watch the effing show. Mm-hmm. Shut your mouth. When there's
1: when there's a show on stage that's like that where they talk to the audience, I don't assume in my head that they're talking to that audience. I imagine that this is being recorded for somebody, and that's who he's talking to. He's not talking to me or anyone around. Right. Him, so you don't need to answer. Right. Even if he points at you, yeah, he doesn't really know you're there. Mm-mm.
0: So. You haven't seen it, right? You didn't go see it when it was yeah. No, no. Okay. Well, there's um, there's this scene, like there's this opening song, and it's this, it's this, I think I don't know what it's called, but it's something about a show about death, and it's really funny. It's hilarious. The show about death, and when it's <laughs> over, he kind of walks up to the front of the stage, and I guess in a normal production of the show, the curtain comes down, and then they change the background. You can't see him change the background, and then the curtain opens, and then they're at this people's house, right? Well, the curtain never came down. And so he's out there doing his monologue, and then all of a sudden you hear somebody say, um, "You know, please pardon our delay. We're having technical difficulties. Uh, The show will resume in a minute." And so Beetle just looks at the audience and goes, "Oh fuck!" (laughs) (laughs) And then he walks off the stage. And about ten minutes later, um, he comes back on stage and they start up again. And I get it to this guy Beetlejuice. I know if I say his name one more time, one more
1: time, he'll pop up.
0: See, in the musical, you have to say it three times together. Oh. Yeah.
1: I didn't see the musical, so I didn't. Yeah. I was scared.
0: You were too busy watching Annie,
1: your favorite.
0: So. Um,
1: I hear if you say Annie's name three times, a bunch of girls will scream. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never try it. Uh,
0: so, so he comes back on stage and he just says, you know, he's like, well, that shit has never happened before. So he's like, do me a favor, warm yourselves up. And then he gets everybody cheering and everybody gets screaming and gets crazy. And so then our energy is back up and they start to show. But it was really hard to get back into it. You know, so I got to hand it to him. But then a couple more minutes down the line, the curtain starts to rise and it stops good lord and then you hear actors clear the stage we're having some technical difficulties so then um you know it's another 10 minutes to... oh by the way we got an email before the show that the um show wasn't going to start at seven thirty. 30 that it normally doesn't start at 8 because there was some technical travel difficulty. there was a travel issue probably the curtain person <laughs> wouldn't be there so they had to come back and um
1: this was opening night yeah? opening night yeah okay.
0: and so so when they, they cleared the stage and then this this like stage manager or stage hand comes out on stage and it's got the radio on and they're flashing a the flashlight looking at things and then a couple of minutes later the curtain rises all the way up and the audience cheers and then they're like now we're gonna test it so they lower it and the audience cheers and then they rise it the and every time they did it four times <laughs> and every single time the audience got louder and louder and louder it was kind of funny. Those I want
1: to pretend that that's just in the back. They're like, we're going to spice things up a little bit. And they made that part of the show. Yeah, That's no. when they did it.
0: And so then, you know, then, you know, like for the rest of the show, Beetlejuice is still interacting with the audience. And sometimes they throw out a question like, ah, oh, why is it like this? And this dick in the audience, like in the first couple of rows, yelled out, because your curtain doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of funny the first time. In fact, well, Beetlejuice actually went. So we're gonna stop three times then, and then he went on with the show, and then and then the guy kept doing it, and eventually Beetlejuice just went, "Hey, fuck off," <laughs> and then went to the rest of the show. And I, I thought it was kind of cool, but it was, you know, I just want to hand it to, to them because it's a, it's a really good show. You've yeah. got you should go see it. I mean, it's not as exciting as Lauren Bobart would make you think it is, but it is.
1: She was super excited. It's that not. Show.
0: It's not tits out kind of fun. But it is fun i really enjoyed it so um and i love i love going and everybody went where they liked it but i want to tell you this though i heard the next day um the smoke because they they do have the smoke effect but i guess that too much of it came out and it set off the alarms at strass they had to empty the theater for about 30 minutes and then put everybody I was like, oh, that show is cursed, because like, I know this doesn't happen. It was you know, at other places, and it's never happened at Stras before, so just mm. an anomaly, but really good show, really good time. Happy to be there.
1: No, I think Anomaly is where Madonna's going to
0: perform. I'm just going to... I know. if, if this, You know what? If we want people to send emails to me, um, I can just say this, and they can send hate mail to me all they want. I saw a video clip
1: Careful. of that show. Careful, Richard.
0: <laughs> I'm going to say I saw a video clip of that show. I'm, and and what the faces that I'm making? I'm glad we don't record these video record these.
1: Not worth the three thousand dollars people are paying for the tickets.
0: I mean, look, I I, I appreciate I I love Madonna's songs that so she writes the soundtracks for for movies, mm-hmm. right? I love all of them, and I would sit and listen to all of them. But to go to a Madonna concert, you couldn't pay me three thousand dollars to go, <clears throat> and I could use the money. <laughs>
1: Me too. And I would say, have you a seen this video clip for $3,000? Have you seen this video clip? I have not. I have not. I'm going to have to send it to you. Oh, don't ruin it. Madonna's is one of those people that I get, gets a lot of hate from people that I adore. No, by. and
0: I don't want this. This isn't a, like, oh, you know, I'm not going to say she's, I'm not being ageist and saying she's too old to perform or, or whatever. I'm just saying that, like, there's a, there is, there is a quality to that. Video clip that I yeah. saw that is not indicative of a Madonna show that I oh. have seen other videos of.
1: I don't want to watch it, but now I have to watch it. <laughs> um, I mean, I can't afford to get a ticket to see Madonna, so seeing these video clips until some streamer puts it on their service, a la Taylor Swift. Um, oh, no, I, I just said I'll send it to you. That's the only time fun. I'm gonna be able to see the whole concert. Oh yeah, but uh,
0: unless yeah. HBO does a the special, they should do a uh, you know Truth or Dare Part Two.
1: They did her last tour I forget which one one of the streaming services put up they recorded it when she uh, filmed it in I think uh Lisbon um which did you know she lives it has a house in Lisbon special for a time in Portugal oh really yeah I uh, we there was a uh, filmmaker here who a few years ago who showed his film at um come out with pride and uh we did an interview and, and chat a little bit and uh he said yeah Madonna will just walk the streets of Lisbon and people are like, Oh yeah, that's Madonna. Like, you know, they let her be and she can wander the streets like she's just a regular person. And uh, I said, Yeah, if I ever end up in Lisbon, I'm gonna go nuts. And be like, Oh my god, that's Madonna And everybody's really? gonna be like, Stop with that
0: I didn't know that that's exactly how they talk. There. <laughs> I didn't know that you were such a, that you were that big of a fan. I I was talking to my mom about it yesterday. Yeah. Cause there's a friend of mine. He's this is a guy that's local to a lot of people know him. So we won't say his name, but he's just say he's very flamboyant. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and even his nickname is very flamboyant. I mean, it's not literally very flamboyant. That's not going to say you just gave his name,
2: <clears throat>
0: but it, it's like a, it's a kit It's a kitschy nickname. Yeah. And so we went to the same college in North Carolina together. And when we graduated, my parents came up and his parents came up, but we were really good friends. We were like, you know, two of the five gay people at our school. And and so we took our parents out together. And, you know, I was I was out to my parents, so they knew that we were both gay and they didn't care. Um, but his parents didn't know about like he's not out to his parents. Yeah. And when I got up to go to the bathroom or something, my mom heard his mom whisper to him you didn't tell me he's gay. He's so gay. And my mom was like... (laughs) She was, you know, she thought it was funny. We we were reliving that last night in the conversation just because this friend of mine, super flamboyant. Yeah. In fact, he's like, I think he's got a website or something called the Dashing Man. You know, like (laughs) there's no, there's no hiding it. And so while she's saying that I'm gay, there's no way that she has any clue that her son is.
1: It reminds me of that episode where Will and Grace, where Jack needs to come out to his mom. Have you seen that one? (laughs) And she, oh my God, it's the same thing because um, he's like Jack. If you've seen the show, you know how flamboyant he is. And his mother has no idea he's gay, and she comments about how flamboyant Will is. <laughs> <laughs> They're just looking at her like, "How daft and deft, daft and blind are you that you don't see how flamboyant your son is?" Uh, good episode. You should check that out.
0: I feel like I should go back and watch it all. Maybe we should cover it oh, sometime because it is really the TV show that people credit with changing yeah. the world.
1: It's one of it is one of a handful of shows that I will put on. Um, in the background, when I'm feeling down or low, and it perks me right up. Huh.
0: Yeah, I don't like what's um what's her name?
1: Deborah Messing.
0: Well, I I I don't know her, so I'm not gonna comment on Deborah Messing. But the character
1: Grace, don't
0: like Grace. Oh my God, it's in the title. Um. <laughs> Yeah. oh
1: geez i'm um, smart i'm most smartest i adore grace she's one of my favorite characters really in the show. i don't know when i it, might like her now mean, her and madonna these tragic women who people seem <laughs> to hate i just latch on to
0: i um i probably i mean i changed my mind about how i feel about things when yeah. i watch them at different points in my life so maybe now i wouldn't
1: yeah in fact when i watch the episodes where grace and will and grace fight i always side with grace huh yeah it's always well. You
0: don't find that character a little more needy than you would care for.
1: I appreciate a good needy person. I like to feel needed.
0: You know what I do like about I if Grace was more like Deborah Messing, or at least more like Deborah Messing in Bros. Yeah, I would really, I would like her a lot.
1: i just love deborah i love that character where
0: she's just like are you seriously asking me for advice i'm not your best friend it was a character
1: (laughs) i uh i watched she was on ned and stacy on fox in the 90s before she did will and grace um with thomas hayden church love that show everything she's in i love her
0: she was supposed to do one of the red galas yes and she right I don't like know, around what,
1: covid or something it was,
0: wasn't it it was before that oh, was it? Um, maybe the year before it but and she didn't come i think they i don't know who they got in her place but it was so pretty it was pretty amazing so
2: yeah
0: and i don't know why she wasn't Laverne able to do that cox. i think Livern cox was a scheduled person the next time they did
1: it uh, and she didn't show up. no she didn't oh uh, she was great fantastic awesome beautiful what does she do anything else um. Let's see. I wrote notes. Um. You
0: you've got sixty seconds to talk to me about oh, the rest of your week. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> uh, Spent some time with family and friends. Uh, built some Lego and uh, no, no, that was I'm a kidding. very
0: full week.
1: I um I do want to say I um I don't know if you're a Mike Flanagan fan, but I watched uh, the Fall of the House of Usher uh, on Netflix. So good. Um, it's based on. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be because obviously the if you if you're a fan of Edgar Allan Poe. You know that the fall of the house of usher is a short story of his um so i thought it was going to be kind of a, an expansion of that which it is but it he uh, incorporates like all these different all of edgar Allan Poe's stories um into one mini series that's kind of like um if you watch succession um meets final destination <laughs> it's, it's really is it scary not really scary, no.
0: Would you no. say the movies that we watched, how does it rate scary to the movies that we watched?
1: Um, There's no jump scares. I don't recall any jump scares in it. But it's more, there's certain scenes of um, body horror, like the way that people die. I see
0: um, that every time I take a shower.
1: <laughs> but loaded with sex. And so much gay. You should really watch it, and we'll talk about. It. There's okay. so much gay. If it's
0: not fra- if it's not scary, there I'll is watch one it.
1: One particular. Like, am I
0: gonna be able to sleep at night?
1: Yes, Yeah, you'll be fine. One of the sons, because it's the, the 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 head usher. His last name's Usher. The House of Usher. Uh, the father and the sister, and then he has six kids with like five different women, and uh, his youngest one. I know you're gonna you're gonna enjoy him. He's a young little twink who likes to throw sex orgies. <laughs> <laughs> As I was watching, I was like, Rinko really liked this episode.
0: <laughs> uh, not that I'm going to watch it, but what episode? No. <laughs> um, Well, that sounds good. Well, yeah. I'll watch it, and we'll All talk right. about it's it. Great I'll, I'll watch it. Maybe, mm, how many episodes? Six
1: episodes. All right. No, well, eight episodes. I'm sorry. Eight episodes.
0: I wonder if I can watch it by next week. Well, We'll talk mm-hmm.
1: about it. Yeah. We'll do it. So how was your week?
0: Oh, other than other than Beetlejuice, I I went to well, I bought a car. I didn't yes. have any intention to. I wanted. I didn't really have an intention to. I wanted to be like a smart car buyer this time. I was like, let's go. And just go see how much I could get for my trade-in at this place. And, you know, let's see if they've got anything on that lot. And they'll go, I'm not a shop around online guy. Never yeah. have been, can't do it. Got to sit in the car, got not to see it. Not a researcher. It. Yeah. And also, uh, but I wanted to just do it smart. And I said, well, just find the kind of car I like. And then we'll just look around until we find where it is and test drive and that kind of a thing. And I had it in my mind, the kind that I wanted. And I went to this dealership and they had that exact car. And so I got it, and I loved it. And I know that they tell you it's an electric vehicle. And I read a thing that said, do not buy an electric vehicle until you get the, the charging stations installed at your home. Yeah. Um, because it's going to be a pain. And I didn't care. I bought it. And it's a mild pain, but I don't care. I love my car. Very nice.
2: Very and
0: there may be somebody um, installing a thing tomorrow. So it's not that big of a deal. Nice. So it's exciting. So I'm excited about that. But then the next day was Halloween on Central, oh, which yeah. is... Uh, happens in St. Pete. They they block off Central. A huge portion of Central. Like if you know like it's from the streets are numbered. It's a grid there. So it's like from 31st down to 8th, uh, Martin wow. Luther King. Like that entire stretch is just all blocked off. And we were in the gay section. I think it was called Frank and Pride, which is fine.
1: Very nice.
0: I always want there to be someone named Frank there. It's like this is Frank and Pride. <laughs> and um you know, it was cool. We just passed out candy. Uh, Dylan and I were peanut butter and jelly, I saw which it. I like to say. It, it's so funny. It was a, the costumes were a big hit. I thought these were like this is the laziest costume that like a straight couple would use, and we just did it because it was quick and we, and but people loved it. There was a lot of food, a lot of food costume, yeah. pizza, milk.
1: Yeah. Somebody dressed as milk in this heat. Yeah, and a lot of people
0: did like it. Were, one guy was just an egg, like, like yeah. a like a sunny side up egg. But there was a cute couple. I don't know if they're listening. I did tell them I was going to talk about this. But um, he had an egg for a shirt. And then he had horns. Devil day. Devil egg. And she had um, Halo and cow print. Holy cow.
1: Oh.
0: And I said, holy cow, it's a devil day. They loved it. They were cool. It was really cool.
1: I like the peanut butter and jelly. Oh, part. and
0: then just real quick. You know, I have the same affinity for children that you have. I don't think it's that we necessarily don't like children. I think that oh, we're no. just not around them ever.
1: I, 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 have the same views of children that, that I have with pets. Oh, they should like be in school all the time. Have them, but I don't need them jumping all over me and being all on me. Yeah. So also, don't bring them to the theater.
0: And yeah, please, stop. <laughs> please. Stop. Um, you know, and it, it's interesting because you have the bowl of Halloween candy, and like, you know, it's you, you're always gonna. It's frustrating for me. Because you try to buy enough to give to everybody, and you just want it to last. And then you yeah. get kids come up, and they're like, mmm, "Candy!" And they take a fistful of it. I and don't let was... like kids
1: put their hands in and my bowl. Whole... Yeah, I don't
0: either. I take. I uh, well, no, I don't. I don't do that. Um, people were handing like two pieces out per person. But what I would do is, I just kind of said, "Feel free to take whichever one you would like." <laughs> you know, and then it would take one. But there was this really adorable exchange that I just want to describe yeah. because I, I just normally am like, I don't, I don't want to be around kids costumes there was a foam pit for children have you ever seen a foam party for kids it was kind of fun that's weird it was super fun but i mean they were in their costumes like they're ruining their costumes getting them all wet and jumping it's around weird foam pit. Because the
1: only time i've ever seen a foam party is out back behind parliament
0: <laughs> right that's what i that's my mentality right or at like i lost the,
1: you at a foam party once
0: <laughs> there is an unfortunate number of people who can say that <laughs> I went to a foam party one time from work dressed in um, slacks and work shoes, and I fell and I hit my head on the bottom of it because my shoes were slippery and it was foam. And I, my glasses fell off my head. I couldn't find them. I was wasted. I called Jen to come pick me up. This is at Firestone. I sat on the curb crying and soaked and in work clothes until Jen came to pick me up. um, And I didn't know then that I was an alcoholic.
1: I was uh, drunk at Parliament House, and um, somebody had told me about the balcony. So I was like, oh, I want to see. So I went up there, and then I was coming down to tell my friends what I saw. And I fell down the stairs. (laughs) And I still, to this day, occasionally will get a sharp pain up and down my left leg. When I woke up the next day, my left leg was numb, completely numb. For three days, I had no feeling of my left leg. The Parliament House has attempted to kill many a gay in Orlando.
0: Wow. You should uh, maybe go to a chiropractor or something. Or... Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I won't go into great detail, but there's a lot of things that happen to my body <laughs> periodically. And I was like, I should get that checked out. <laughs> some weird things will go numb, or I'll get like little staticky shocks, or something will get tingly, and then it goes away. And then I move on with my life because <laughs> I'm afraid to find out what
0: it is. If you'd like to encourage Jeremy to get that one, at,
1: <laughs> give him
0: an email, www.watermarkonline.com. Also,
1: while you're doing that, if you also have a story about how Parliament House tried to kill you in <laughs> your drunken state, send us a do. story. I would love to
0: read some I'm going to read that. I tell you, I, didn't I, I think I might have been on this podcast. One time I jumped into the pool at the Parliament House at midnight when Bruce Valange came out to start doing yes. the stand-up routine. And I hit my foot on the side of the pool and cut it open. Ugh. Oh. Oh.
1: Hope there was enough chlorine in that pool to
0: clean it. Well, I didn't I mean I didn't I mean, have to cut my foot off. Feet, so yeah, uh, but anyway, so this oh, little yes, kid comes up. Little kid comes up to the thing and he's super sweet. And it's cute when little kids are like, twickle tweet. You know, you're like, here you go. so I pull the button out and say, pick whichever one you like, because I don't want to choose for kids.
1: It's even cuter when a grown man comes up and he's like twinkle, tweet <laughs> I was like, Oh, you can't see your ours. It's a
0: so, oh, I also don't like to give kids candy because, like, what if I give them one and they're like, can I have this one? And then all of a sudden I'm like, what, I'm not good at picking out candy for you? So I just let them do it. <laughs> rather than, rather than get in a fight with them. Like, do you want me to punch you? Huh? What kind of candy comes with a punch? So um, then his mom, his mom was like, turn around. And so he turns around and a friend of his was there that didn't come there with him. And his face lit up. And they like hugged each other. And then she's like, they were talking like little, little kids, like four or five years old, like probably more like four. And they were like, uh, the girl's like, I got you something. And she pulls out this little container of orange slime and the, the little kid grabs it. And he's like, whoa. And she's like, it's slime and you can have it. And he's like, oh. and he got so excited and they hugged again. And I'm Aww. like, I wanted to say, please don't ever watch cable news. Don't stay, stay the way you are for the rest of your life because it was adorable and wonderful.
1: <laughs> that is adorable. I saw a similar interaction between two twinks at Parliament House once.
0: <laughs> Except it wasn't an orange bottle of slime; it was poppers. Was
1: <laughs> like, These <"For> are
2: yours. <laughs> and then they hung <laughs> and went off to the dance floor. <laughs> hey.
0: Anyway. So that was my week. So that's good. Very that's nice. a, that's our week's wrap up. So let's talk about our, uh, I don't like to call it homework assignments because it's really.
1: Let's talk about some movies. I like
0: to, to talk about this. Like I do this this podcast things like it's work. And yeah. I'm like, it's not work. I'm,
1: I mean, it's during the work I'm going to sit
0: on the couch and watch TV anyway. I might as well watch something and talk about yeah.
1: it. Yeah. Right? When, <laughs> when I met him was two weeks ago. Uh, my brother came out of his room, not of the closet um <laughs>
0: i knew broadway would get it
1: he's like what are you doing and i had my phone out and i had my little notepad up and i was like uh i'm working and i had i think i had fear street or something on i was like i'm watching this for the podcast i'm taking notes and it's like you know it is work because we're working you know getting notes but it, we're just sitting on the couch watching tv i mean it's not hard work nah. but it is work Especially if I've seen the movie already and then I have to go back and rewatch it. It's like, you know, come on. But that is actually
0: work sometimes. That is
1: work. And I have to make notes. Like, I'll get into the movie. I'm like, oh, I haven't taken any notes in 20 minutes.
0: If you <laughs> don't think it's work, next week, I'm going to make you watch They Them again.
1: <laughs> Speaking of which, so we want to get, ahead. I get and- ahead of myself. Yeah. So, the
0: first movie yes. that we're going to talk about,
1: uh, we're wrapping up our Fear Street trilogy. However, they call it a trilogy. However, as we learned with this movie, it's it's four movies. This movie, which is Fear Street 1666, is only about an hour long. And then the other half of the movie is uh, Fear Street
0: 1994 Part 2. Is there a name for that? Is that a Quad?
1: It's called a series. (laughs) (laughs) After you get a trilogy, you do one more, you're now a mini-series. Oh, there you go. If you do more than ten, then you're now... um, now you're a full series, and uh, you can't put your show into the miniseries category. Ryan Murphy. Tetrology? A Tetrology. A tetrology. Or, a quetrology? Or quartet. It's a foursome? <laughs> there you go. It's a four-pack of movies. So where we left off... We're going to call it a Walmart, because Walmarts, if you go to the DVD section, they always sell four-packs of movies. So it's called a Walmart. Oh, there you go. So in this Walmart, we left off.
0: We left off where, lesbian a what's her name? Dina. Dina, Dina had just returned the hand, yes. the body. Put it of the hand on the body. Sarah Fear.
1: And she trans, uh, she's trans, um, transformed, transported. where She's transported into the body of Sarah Fear in 1666. That's how the last movie ended. Right. So we pick up right where we left off. She's looking in the water. You see Sarah Fear's face, but when it cuts back, it's actually Dina, and she is in Sarah's body. You know, uh, and and so all of like the
0: same actors are used for all the movies. Yes, with one exception, Sarah Fear. Yes. Why did this actress actress get screwed out of her whole... She could have had a big role in this you movie. You know, I always
1: think, like, when I see movies and they're, like, you know, these big actor names come in and they're, like, in a small part and they get killed off or something. And it's like, why would you do them dirty? And then I think, we're just seeing this. But in the contract negotiations, they're being told, hey, listen, you're this bit part. <laughs> so she didn't go in with the expectation that she's the... she the Sarah Fear. We watch it and be like, why'd you screw that lady when she knew what she was signing up for.
0: Why didn't you give her her bag?
1: Um, Did I
0: do it right? Nice. Uh, I had it until I said, Did I do it right? And now. am not cool
1: anymore. What I will say is, Dina, being a lesbian actress of color, um, I also don't want to take the opportunities away from her for another white actress. So.
0: True story. I do got to tell you that Dina is great. The actress that plays Dina. her. Yes, yes. She's great. So I wasn't mad. I just thought, like, every, like, you, like, I would be like, Dina, look in the mirror a few more times so I can get some more airtime. Yeah. Now, I she mean,
1: did get that really good speech at the end. She gets, right, well, at the transition from 1666 to 1994. Yeah. Sarah gets, the actress who plays the actual Sarah gets a nice little speech. Um, but uh, what I, one thing off the top, I just want to say, I absolutely love this movie, more specifically the 1666 part. I do want to say, though, that I don't think we should continue to encourage actors to do British accents if they can't do good British accents. And I'm not going to point out in this, but some of the actors do a much better job with the accents than others. See, I
0: don't think that they were British accents. I think, so here's here's the thing with movies and me. Like, there are some really great actors that do really great period piece shows. And I never watch any of them. Because... I don't like period piece shows. Yeah. And mostly because I don't even know what I think it's a made up it's a Hollywood made up language accent. It is, and it's yeah. like it's like Middle Earth, right? It's like that kind of a oh, I'm 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 ta- I'm from the revolutionary time, so I can't talk like this. I have to do some other voice that's half British, half American, half Middle Earth. I don't know what it is, but it's just some weird There's accent. an
1: actual name for it where the movies in the 40s and 50s, the actors and the actresses, transatlantic, transatlantic accent. That's oh. It. It's, it's an actual accent of how they instructed the actors back in the early days of film to talk because it, they thought it made them sound more intelligent.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that one character, dude, the guy Tommy. Yeah. With the black teeth. Nothing was going to make him sound intelligent. No, no, (laughs) no, nothing was going to make those wooden teeth in his face.
1: No. Also, I mean, it's 1666, so, um, not a lot of dentists around in that time. That's true. You know, I didn't like
0: this show. I mean, I didn't like, I don't like period pieces, but I loved this. I would watch an entire movie about this. (laughs) Yes. So Well, I I did. Yes. Except for the part where it, where it transforms into the next, you know, 1994 part two. But anyway, um really great like the storyline of this 1666 thing is incredible to show you how the legend of the witch became reality or what the real story is behind it
1: yeah yeah and it kind of follows along the side of the lines of the salem witch trials um or the crucible if you watch the crucible um where these two girls are accused of being uh witches and it starts off with, um, and it, at first I was like, "What?" And then I was like, "You know what? The kids back then probably like needed to, to get to to relieve some stress in the raven woods." But rave in the woods. <laughs> I even wrote here: kids go out into the woods to have a rave. Um, so they go. The girls. But go, they didn't
0: have quaaludes back then. So. so they had witchberries. So she had witchberries.
1: So they break into the witch's hut, tent, house, cabin. And it looked like a big old tent to me, but like the witch's hut. And they steal um, hallucinatory berries or like drug-inducing berries from her tent, her hut. Um, And they go into the woods and the kids take the berries and they're having a big old raid.
0: Now, I mean, it's important to point out that while they're there, uh, Sarah Fear finds a Satan conjuring book.
1: It probably is important. So while they're in there, because this lady who lives in the woods... Um, is, is she's suspected to be a witch. So, they go in there, and there's, like, animal carcasses hanging in the And in she's
0: played by the mother of Ruby, who tried to kill Thomas yes. in the second movie.
1: Yes. Um. Or the nurse camp counselor yes. in seventeen 19, Th- that's nineteen. That's what
0: I mean, in the yeah. second movie. So, the nurse counselor that tried to kill Tommy. Yeah. Oh, was yeah, Ruby's yeah, yeah. mom.
1: Yes. Um. So, she goes in there, and they find a book, and it looks like a witchcraft book. And there's, like, little Uh, spells and and incantations to the devil, and and it's just, you know, very wicked stuff. So, um, see, I used wicked correctly there. So then, uh, (laughs) they leave, they have their little, uh, rave, and, um, one of the guys comes up to Hannah, who is played by the actress who plays I'm getting all, there's so many names to remember, but the lesbian number two (laughs) from the first movie. So, um, lesbian number one, Dina comes over, who's Sarah Fair fear and she's like get off my lady and he's like what are you in love with her and they're like back off dude and he's got an erection and they all point at the erection and laugh
0: <laughs> it must have been super difficult i was just super hard and then it made me laugh this <laughs> is super hard to hide an erection in those days with not with not having elastic or no anything. no
1: underwear you're just wearing some wool burlap right. pants over top of your erection and there you
0: go your potato is sticking through your sack
1: yeah so the, they, they mock him and they laugh, and he runs off. He's played by the football player, the quarterback football from the good city side of this town. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's him. Oh. Um, And then the two lesbians run off. Is into it the weird woods.
0: that he was hotter as a, as a dirty old, like, settler than he was as a football player? Whatever does it for you. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> so do,
1: the two girls, I do like a blue collar worker. <laughs> the two girls go out into the woods, and they engage in. Uh, lesbian witchcraft sex, and they're like, they're untying their burlap sacks and <laughs> sliding down their, um, their, their, um, shawls over their heads, and, uh, they're getting into it, and then they realize someone's watching, them. and so they run off, they, they're like, oh, we gotta get out of here, um, so, um, they go back and, uh, to the village, and, um, yada, 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 uh, just to get to the point, um, people know that somebody saw them in the yeah, woods. There's something going on between yeah. them, and they blame Sarah. Well, Sarah's uh, Hannah's mother blames Sarah for um, corrupting her daughter, and she throws her out. And she's like, "Everybody knows about you," and uh, that's one of the accents. They, Legit, she has uh, some sort of Irish brogue. There's so many different accents in this. I was so <laughs> distracted. Um, so um, they're like, "We all know what you are," and they throw her out. And uh, she goes to see her good friend, Mr. Good, um, who is played by the sheriff. Sheriff Good. He's all the goods. Uh, yeah. And uh, so she's talking to him, and he's like, you know, uh, she's like, I'm different. And he's like, oh, it doesn't matter what the people think of you. And she's like, but they're right. And he's like, oh, uh, you're a legend, okay. <laughs> I know. He, he he's was like, what was it? A bit.
0: maybe it was a fling. And she's like, no. maybe it wasn't. And he's like, oh.
1: Oh. Oh, oh, you're like, oh. Um, So um, they come back and they find out that um, the pastor, who is Hannah's father, has taken a bunch of the children and locked them all in the church with him. And uh, so they're banging on the door and they're trying to get in. And uh, Mr. Good, um, I don't remember what his first name is, but the good guy. Simon? Solomon. Oh, Solomon. Solomon Good. He breaks in. Um, oh no, he grabs a pitchfork and he breaks in and he's like, I'm going to go see what's going on in there. And, uh, he comes in and in the middle of the church on the floor is a pile of eyeballs and all the children are laying or in the pews with their eyes ripped out and they're all dead. And the pastor's at the, the front and he's preaching to the dead children while he's hitting a hammer on the table and he's ripped his own eyes out. And, uh, it's like, oh, something bad happened to that fella um and then he comes in and he's like don't come in here and they all bust in. they're like what is it what is it and they see all their dead children and uh um, one of them is sarah fear's brother and she goes running over to him and she's like why why and the pastor sees her and is like you and even though he has no eyes he takes a knife and he guns at her and uh mr good stabs him with a pitchfork and he dies so um People are like, what the hell happened? This must have been the devil. Because I mean, any very, bad thing that happened back in the olden days, it must have been the devil.
0: Yeah. And a very Kill the Beast style of yes. of uh, of, of, a, of a meeting at the meeting place. <laughs> Wasn't it? It was the meeting it's, place, but it was a church.
1: Yes. But do, I, I have an interesting, I learned this recently when I was in Philadelphia. Do you, a meeting place is what the Quakers call their church. Oh. So the Quakers, if they're like, hey, everybody at the meeting place, that's their church. Yeah. Anyway, so the Quakers go back to the meeting place where just hours ago your children's dead bodies were. They, did, they cleaned up real quick. Yeah, they did. Um, so they lined the bodies outside and they're like, is that a crow? Creepy. Anyway. That is weird.
0: Like, it's the devil! I know, it's our Halloween <laughs> episode and the devil is here. Somebody go make sure of the other make sure the sales team's still alive. Make sure they got their eyeballs.
1: Um anyway, so um they're having their um who did this, who brought the devil into our town? And uh, one of the guy oh, the guy who got pointed at and laughed at for his erection, he stood up and he's like, It was the lesbians.
0: Right. He he gets up and he just completely makes up this whole thing yeah. about how he saw them doing like Laying was, with oh, the they oh they were having sex with the devil. Yeah, is what they like completely made up. Laid and with all the devil because this guy got point. They laughed at his at his pointy yeah. burlap because erection. his
1: penis was hard. It happened
0: and, and because a woman didn't want him. Yeah, she must be a witch and must die. Yeah, yeah.
1: You don't want this potato sack. You must be a witch.
0: You know what this this whole thing reminded me of, and I I believe I believe I told you this earlier, yes. and I followed it up with. I'm going to say this on the podcast, too, but um, <laughs> on the pod. Um, so, so there's a meme going around that's like during Halloween. <clears throat> it happens every year around Halloween. And it says, remember, they didn't burn witches. They murdered women they couldn't control. Mm-hmm. And this whole first part of this, this whole movie of 1666 is an exact like uh, storytelling of that meme. Yeah, And it is so it is done so well. And such a good this movie This
1: movie made me think how many of the women who were accused of being witches during the Salem witch trials, how many were queer? Right. And it's like, oh, you're not a woman we can control and make you subservient to a man. So we're going to call you a witch.
0: Right. Or just like, you wouldn't, <clears throat> you wouldn't kiss me. So you must be a witch and mm-hmm. you're going to die. And it's just so, it's so obnoxious.
1: So they're at the window, Sarah and Hannah, <clears throat> and they're watching all these people accuse them of being witches <clears throat> and then they see him at the window, and they're like, "Which?"
0: <laughs> they all come running out, and, they're and then like, somebody's like,
1: "Which one?" Like, <laughs> and they're like, "So the girls take off; they run, <laughs> and uh, in typical horror movie fashion, <laughs> and Hannah trips. And she's like, "Oh, I have fallen go on without me. So she does. They catch her, and uh, Sarah goes and hides. And um, so they take Hannah. Uh, And lock her in jail or a basement or something. I don't know what they had back then. They put her underneath the house. And uh, they're like, oh, we're going to hang her. Uh, And then we're going to find Sarah. And we're going to hang her. So Sarah runs to uh, Solomon Good's house. Because he's the only good friend she has left. It's in the name. Yeah. And uh, she's like, "Um, oh, my God, they're hunting us and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, don't worry. I'll protect you. Hide in my bedroom. Because they came knocking on the door. They're like, we're looking for the witch. And he's like, there ain't no witch here. And uh, they're like, well, let us look at your house. He's like, I don't think so. And they burst in. And he's like, what's under the table? He's like, ain't no witch there. And they're like, what's in the pot? Ain't no witch there.
0: Like, what's downstairs? You can't look there. He's like, no, get out. You have to believe me. Like, <laughs> the whole time, he's like, there's no one in there. There's no one in there. What's downstairs? You must
1: leave. Yeah, he's like, get out of my house. Um, while they're arguing upstairs, um, Sarah finds a tiny little door. Sort of like the Narnia door in, in uh, Mr. Good's bedroom. And uh, so she's like, what is this? So she opens it up and leads down to caves. And if you watch the, the second movie, it's the caves that they had, uh, that uh, the two girls had found. And she's rummaging around down there. And she finds the satanic altar that Mr. Good has put, set up. And she finds out that it is Mr. Good who has, in fact, summoned the devil. So he comes in, he's like...
0: Just because he wants power yeah. and... He he. I guess he and his family moved outside of the settlement because he felt like, oh, we can make something of this land, and it didn't. And his family died, and he had nothing. Yes. And so, rather than go back to the settlement failed, he made a deal with the devil to make him successful.
1: Yes. Well, he killed the witch and took her book, and then makes a deal with the devil with the book. And the deal is, you will be prosperous, and all of your your aunts, your relatives uh, down the generations will uh, be prosperous, but. Every couple of years, you got to give me, um, you got to give me a sacrifice who will be possessed by the devil and he will go on a killing or he or they or she will go on a killing spree. So Sarah finds this and she's like, oh, shit. So um, he comes in. And he's like, I want you to love Miss Sarah. And he's like, she's like, mm, no, I'm a lesbian. And he's like, well, then I'm going to kill you. And she takes off running. And uh, he chases after her. <clears throat> they fight. She fights him off. She runs again. He catches up to her. He rips her hand he off. stabs her hand yes.
0: about three quarters off and then rips and then it then rips the her rest hand of off the way. And then
1: drops it there. That's where they find it in the second movie. And um, so she goes running one-handed and she finds, uh, which this is, <laughs> I thought this was hilarious. She finds a spot where in the second movie is the outhouses where the shitters are. But in this movie, before they were shitters, it's the pulpit of the church when she cracked right. me up.
0: Which turns out to be the shitter. Yeah, so she um,
1: busts through the wood.
0: I will say when she was running around down there, I yelled at the screen and I said, find the shitter hole because <laughs> I feel like, I was like it's, it's, where it all, it's where it was all going.
1: Yeah, so she busts through the wood at the bottom of the church and she comes out and she makes her way to the door and she opens it and everybody's there and you think, oh, she's home free, there's people there, she's going to tell them what happened. And as she goes to say... I know who did it.
0: She lingered there a little too long. It's she her did. own fault.
1: You need to. You need to get the word. Say it out.
0: right away.
1: Say it. Your hand is
0: missing, and you're bleeding. Yeah.
1: Point. Put your stub into the air and say, "Mr. Good, summon the devil." <laughs> but she didn't. And yeah. Mr. Good comes up, grabs her by the back of her head. They always do this in the horror movies with a girl. Like a guy will come up and grab them really hard and like shake their head.
0: It's the patriarch, and
1: it's like, come on. Yeah stop it patriarchy (laughs) and he's like i found the witch and it's like dude she was just standing there for two minutes you didn't find her right (laughs) so they end up taking her and uh they go to the tree if you know if you've seen the first two movies you know what tree we're talking about go to the tree and they've got hannah and sarah there and they're like we're gonna hang you both unless you confess and uh sarah looks at hannah and confesses everything and says i bewitched hannah And I did it all. I am the devil witch. Ah, Suck it. (laughs) And they're like, okay, Hannah, you can live. Sarah, you're going to die. So um, Sarah gives this big empowered speech about how, uh, because Mr. Good, of course, is there to hang her. Um, And she's like, I will follow you and I will follow every one of your generations until this is right. And they hang her from the tree and uh, all of her friends are crying um except then the town people are like yeah we killed the witch and then they leave and uh they bury her right they cut her down and bury her right there where her body fell so her friends come back and dig her up and say we're going to give her a proper burial in the woods where nobody will know where she's at so that she can live in peace and um when they
0: put they put the rock there yes that said the the witch lives forever or something um to honor like where she died. Yes. Cuz her friends did this honor where she died, which is where in the second movie when they go to dig the witch up cuz they want to put the hand with the witch and they find the rock and they're like ah. Yes. You know, she moved and she's evil forever, but they did another story. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So then um, that's the end of the witch story. That's the end of 1666. That's the best movie of the whole series right there. Um Yeah, it
0: was it was really great.
1: Yeah. And then you cut back to, it's 1994, part two. And we're back in, uh, Dina uh, is back in her body and we're back with Dina. And she's at the tree where she put the hand back in the body. So um, if you recall in the second movie, the way it ended, um, her brother is up with the car.
0: Did you do that whole thing where she told Good that she's going to follow him forever? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> but I just think that that's, Sorry. Yeah. I don't know where I was during all that. <laughs> I must have stepped out and taken a phone call. Um the but what's really cool about that thing is that you start you then realize that um do you realize that yet? The whole thing where like Sarah is not whenever they would bleed on Sarah's grave or bones or something and she would show them all these things, it wasn't she wasn't possessing them. Yeah. She was trying to tell them the story yes. of what happened so that they could save the town and that they could expose the good dynasty yeah. for what it was really doing.
1: Because you realize that in all these movies, when you think that it's Sarah who's calling these de- these uh, serial killers up from the dead, it's actually Mr. Good. And he's summoning them and sending Mr. them out. Good
0: up to no good.
1: Mm-hmm. So ironically and conveniently for the story, as she comes out of her little trance, and she goes back up to see her brother who's up at the this road. Um, Sheriff Good pulls up. And he's like, Josh, what are you doing? And uh, Dina comes running up. And she's like, run, Josh, run. He's bad. And they run into the woods. And he pulls his gun out. And automatically he's like, oh, shit, we got to kill these two now. Uh, and then the chase begins. And he goes into the woods looking for them. And they circle back and they steal his
0: car. Which is why, um, then why, you, you know, like in the the first couple ones, whenever somebody's, would, the blood would drop on them, and they would get these images, and you think they're possessed, and then those things come after them and kill them. It's not because they disturbed the grave, you know, like they all thought. It's because um, they've seen what really happened, and so these things are summoned by Mr. Good to kill them. Yes. So that they can't tell the truth of what really happened.
1: Yes. So they take off. And they, um, go back to Ziggy, grown Ziggy's house, um, where possessed, uh, Sam, is that what her name is? The girlfriend, Sam? I think. Yes. Yeah. Sam's house. Sam's there, possessed. And they're like, holy shit, we've got a story to tell you. And she's like, it was good the whole time. And Ziggy's like, what? I thought I loved him. Um, so they
0: decide. She does not pause. She is like, oh. I'm 100% ready to kill him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She, like, She's like, oh, shit, he killed my sister? He's done. Yeah. Um, so they decide, and this is where it just gets a little too hokey for me. Um, They decide that they are going to go back to the mall. Oh, you know what's interesting? Yes.
0: I just realized why Good let that girl live. Izzy.
1: Because he loved her.
0: Because she said, it's true, the curse is true. And so he knew that she wasn't aware
1: that, that it was, that his, it was that hit was him. him and not, Sarah. yeah. So they go to the mall to set up, um, to kill to set up to have good kill. So it's Dina and Josh and Ziggy, and along the way they pick up the security guard who's constantly getting arrested throughout the movies. Um, and um, this the part where they're setting up it just gets that it does that thing where it like zooms in on their face and they say a cheesy line. And then, like meow, the rock yeah. music, sits. I was
0: like, "All right, we've re- We've gone back to the." It's 1994 in the mall, baby. Of course. So you know what I liked about that guy is yeah. that he was like, he's like, "Sure, I'm going to help you all out," and he helps him devise a plan. But he doesn't actually think they're going to kill this guy until he realizes that that Sheriff Good has been framing him for all yes. of these crimes. By spice by graffiti and shit. He gets so mad that he's like, we're going to kill this bitch. Yeah.
1: Um, so uh, while they're setting up the, uh, the, the plan at the mall, two cops show up and they're like, Oh man, cop, you just need to listen to us. Let us tell you what's happening. And while they're holding them at gunpoint, why are cops so trigger happy? Why do they have to pull their guns out for everything? It's some kids in a mall. Calm down. Yeah, but it's a shady side kids. That's true. That is true. Um, behind them comes one of the serial killers that have been summoned up by good uh and they slaughter the cops they kill the two cops and they're like oh shit. and then they run and um what happened it really freaks out the the
0: the security guard yes he gets, <laughs> he gets very... really upset about that
1: um well yeah because up until that point he just thought they were all just crazy right. folks. like He's okay like, now okay, yeah.
0: okay we poured blood everywhere now what
1: um so uh, so then the, the killers all come and they've got this plan set up where they're going um, lead. they have little blood trails uh, from Dina's blood to lead them into some of the stores and they're going to close the gates and lock the, the killers in there. Um, and they do that but Good shows up because the plan is when Good gets there they're going to douse him with Dina's blood and then open the gates and then they're going to attack him. Yeah. So he gets there and he sees Ziggy and he grabs ziggy when they open the gate when they she dumps the blood on him and they open the gate they carry him is what they call um they dump the bucket of blood on him and then they open the gates and the monsters come at him and he grabs ziggy and rubs the blood on her And he's like if they get me they're gonna get her um so he they
0: Which, in the grand scheme of things that might have been like all right
1: yeah, I mean, it's not like Dina and Josh ain't sacrificed enough friends up for this right. up for Sam already. Why not one more? And they weren't even friends with her. That's true. She's and she can nobody. go
0: see her sister.
1: Oh, she, she's It's a favor. A, she's lived too much life anyway. We gotta root. Call anyway, the producer. So, uh, Good takes off, and Dina chases after him. And this is the thing, when they did this, I was like, now that's super smart. They take the blood in the guns, and they spray all the monsters with the blood. And then they lock themselves up into one of the things, and the monsters just start hacking each other up. And I was like, ah, see, they're finally a smart thing. Monster fight. Way. That was super smart. Um, what's so... that thing they used to call it
0: World Star? Is that what's that yes. thing? Did you see all that? Yes. Somebody should have yelled that when the monsters started fighting. <laughs> that would have been the birth of World Star. <laughs> I don't think they had it in
1: 1984, but that would have been the birth of it. Um, so they realize that those were not all the killers. So they've hacked each other up, and there's a pile of just limbs in the middle of them all. And they hear the tap, tap, tap of that creepy little kid with the bat. That's some creepy shit. I'm very happy
0: they didn't do a year with that kid, (laughs) because that would have scared the crap out of me.
1: Then they hear the humming of, uh, Ruby Ruby with the knife, and they're like, oh shit, there's more, and they're, uh, they're fresh out of blood. So, um, Josh is like, they're all going to go after Dina. We got to defend her. And the security guard and Ziggy are like, we ain't family with they her. Like, we don't mm, care. Gonna, I don't know her. We're going to stay right here. I'm sorry that that's your sister, but we would like to live. So he's like, well, screw you guys. And he takes the axe and he goes and he gets his ass whooped. <laughs> he gets beat down. And right before he's about to be killed, Ziggy shoots uh, Ruby in the head. And so they're like fending them off. Meanwhile, Dina's down in uh, the caves where where Good ran, and they're fighting. And Sam broke loose; all hell just broke loose. And Sam chases mm-hmm. after, and they're fighting. And they're she's fighting Good at the big heart thing uh, in the in the caves. And, Which to me is
0: the only silly part of the whole thing is that there's this beating heart.
1: That's the only silly thing. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few silly things, but that and, is, and yeah.
0: Tommy's teeth in sixteen sixty oh. six. It really I, it stood out to me.
1: But, yeah, so they're fighting, and uh, his hand lands on the heart. Good's hand lands on the heart, and he sees Sarah's face. And um, when he sees her, he gets uh, scared, and then Dina stabs him.
0: But if she shows, like, you know, when she shows um, everybody else all the stuff that was happening that Good did, when Good's hand hits it, he starts to see all the people that died because of him. Because of him, yeah which is, like, so he's kind of seen all these flashes and gets distracted, and that's when Dina sticks him.
1: him. Now, earlier in the fight, he did stab Dina. um, But she kept going, and you realize after she kills Good, um, and Sam wakes up, and she's like, how did you not die from that stab? And she opens up her jacket, and she's taped together all of the R.L. Stein Fear Street books.
0: (laughs) I didn't realize they were all... Yeah, they
1: were were like a... um, uh, a vest like a chainmail vest of, goosebumps
0: stayed hurt saved her life
1: of the fear street book saved for life uh movie comes full circle to the books back to the book saves for life and the lesbians kiss and all the monsters puff into flies and fly away um which is funny because um i'm a big fan of buffy the vampire slayer and in the show they always stake the vampires and they dust And the reason that they did that in Buffy is because they didn't want to have to write into the stories um, what the kids were doing with all these dead bodies. (laughs) These are if we just turn them into dust. So, same thing with this. They all turn into flies. And it's like, oh, we don't have to explain all the dead bodies laying around. So, um, all is right with the world. Um, Dina gets her girlfriend back. Um, Josh has a broken arm um, that gets the casket signed by his internet girlfriend um who's this little nerd girl and he's like oh my god it's you <laughs> um and all is right with the world oh that's after they kill good um sam and dina come out through um good house has, yeah good mansion and what a house for a sheriff right? good lord they're in a castle and uh there's goats everywhere other well, than they the have goats, like it's a really nice 400
0: place. years to build it true so
1: Um, But the goat motif, uh, decorating motif, I wasn't a fan of, but he has goats everywhere. And they come out, and the neighbors across the street who are part of Sunnyvale, they're like, look at those dirty, shady sides. What are they doing here? So the guy gets in the car, back out, gets T-boned by a garbage truck, spells lifted.
0: First time anything bad has ever happened in that area since 1666.
1: And um, everything goes back to normal. Everything's happy. Movie ends as they go back down to the cave, and they've got all of the, the crime tape out, and they've got the little uh, evidence all numbered. And you see little hands come out and grab the witch's book, and then it cuts to credits. Who has the book? Who has
0: the book? And why didn't they take I yelled at them to take the book.
1: Yeah. Just take the book. It's like, And they do this in a lot of movies and TV shows, and I'm never a cop, so I don't know if they actually do this. But... In law and order, they say tag and bag it. You don't leave the, you don't put the, like this is evident number 13, and then leave for what, lunch? Like, leave everything (laughs) where it's at. Y'all, we're all going to go to lunch. Don't touch anything. And then leave time for people to come say, No, you put it in a little plastic bag. You put it in one of those banker boxes, and it goes in lock.
0: Yeah, well, R.L. Stein may not have ever seen an episode of a Dick Wolf show. She may not know.
1: I think it's a he. (laughs) R.L. Stein? What do I know? Also, I, I just assumed
0: R- that that R.L. Stein, yeah, assumed that's nice for me yeah. to do. You um, should
1: look up R.L. Stein because
0: he's based on the based on the title of Goosebumps. That's R.L. Stein. <laughs> I stand by what I said. <laughs> yeah, who knew? He's a homely. Apparently, woman. everyone but me. I just assumed because of the nature of of um, who wrote all those. Um, uh, who's the other kids' book writer? That's uh, is it Mark? It, it, wait, it, what's who wrote? It's me, God, Margaret, or something. Oh, or the um, the like something about f- uh, like I'm thinking like fudge or something was that a Judy title, Wolf. like these kids' Judy books, Wolf. huh? Judy Bloom. Judy, Judy Bloom. Bloom, right? So I was I just immediately associated R.L. Stein and Judy Bloom without looking at anything because I figured goosebumps was that style of Judy Bloom kind of oh, thing. I
1: gotcha.
0: Anyway, sorry, R.L.
1: Other than J um J.R. Oh, who's the lady who wrote the Harry Potter movies? J.K. Rowling. we but we read real good. All the other initial writers like um F. Scott Fitzgerald and R. L. Stein or J.R.R. R. Tolkien, they're all men, And that's one of the reasons why she wrote her books as J.K. Rowling, because they uh a lot of publishers said if they see a woman wrote these books, nobody's gonna pick them up. So she went with her initials, so people assumed it was a guy. Huh.
0: Yeah. Ironic. Ironic. Then, that she hates trans women. That
1: she uh, Allegedly.
0: I won't say she hates them. She just doesn't, you know, think that they're real women, and I don't agree with that.
1: Yes. I uh, would take this opportunity to say this is an opinion-based, so if J.K. Rowling is listening, it's alleged and don't say <laughs> Well, that's what I said.
0: Like yeah. She, allegedly. I, I, said. I can't say she doesn't like them. She just
1: You don't support them as far as we can tell with your social media. There you go. What he said. And if you have a problem with that, call Barry (laughs) Miller. Send us. If you have a problem with that, JK,
0: send us an email. WWN
1: Anyway, so this movie wrapped up the trilogy. Favorite. This is my favorite of the three. Yeah, it was fantastic. The first half. It goes in this order. 1666 1978, 1994,
0: Part One, 1994, Part Two. You know, um, what's interesting? I I really liked it, but I liked it, and I didn't mind the second part of, I didn't mind Part Two, 94, um, because I get this whole like, um, that's like kids horror bandits kind of a movie thing. Goonies type stuff. Yeah. I wrote down um, like Stranger Things and Goonies. Yeah. Uh, So I mean, it's my Goonies is my era, and 94. You know, like I'm, think all the references, all the different types of stores, all that kind of stuff. Them all, all about it. So yeah. I kind of, I really like the whole series. Um, but I, w- I, wish that 1666 was its own two hour. movie. Oh yeah, uh, I would I wish watch it was its own
1: mini Like the
0: whole idea of taking this concept, because when you're a kid, and you think evil witches, you hear Salem, and they burned it, and it's all scary stuff. And then you know, as you get older, you start to realize that it was probably just the asshole men in the town that murdered them and this really unraveled that like they did a great job of setting it up so that you're like oh i think this oh horrible scary witches and you're like no tormented you know i love that this
1: entire series is uh built on the fact that um a bunch of straight cisgender uh privileged men didn't like the fact that they had lesbians in their town and decided to murder these girls or this one particular girl, and this entire story is based on the fact that they couldn't wrap their heads around uh, a pair of lesbians loving each other. Right. So they said, "Nope, lesbians and, and don't how love each many other." People, kill the
0: witch. And how many people died because of it?
1: Mm-hmm. fictitiously and in real life.
0: Um, rotten tomatoes.
1: Oh, God. I wish I could remember what the Rotten Tomatoes... Do you have those written down in like the first two? I certainly were? do. What Remind me what the part first one
0: was. Part one. Um, so, 1994 part one was 84-62. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the second movie, 1978,
1: was 87-80. Okay. So, I'm going to say this movie is 89-86.
0: 88-76.
1: Really? Yeah. So, audiences like the second one more. And critics liked the... They
0: slightly liked the second one more. Yeah. And critics slightly liked the... were on the same page as us.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. So
0: that was good. So that was the last of the good things we're going to talk about. Now we're going to go into a movie. i just kidding. Uh, we're going to go into a movie. I did not mind this movie at all. Um, But it's, it's interesting. It's called They Them. It's from mm-hmm. 2022. Last year. And it's a Peacock original.
1: Yes, it actually premiered at Outfest two weeks before it had its streaming debut on Peacock.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, that must be why my documentary didn't make it in. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I hear that they had that and they them, and they're like, listen, this is a really good documentary, but this movie has Kevin Bacon, so... Right?
0: And there are some people that needed to get one more degree of separation of Kevin Bacon.
1: Yeah. do you ever play that game? Every day. <laughs> At some point in my life, every day there is a Kevin Bacon six degrees of separation type game I played
0: The the goal of my entire life is to get within six degrees of Kevin Bacon.
1: I bet I could get you there. By next by next episode, I'll get you there. Well and then mean, you my only life have be over. you only have one film under your belt, so it's gonna be difficult, <laughs> but I'll get you there. <laughs> Anyway, so yes, they, them. Um, uh, it's a quick overview of the movie. It's about a bunch of kids who are sent to a uh, conversion camp um, at the same time that there is a masked serial killer.
0: Much like the masked singer. No, not really. Not at all like that.
1: Um, I'm going to say no, only because I know who the killer is in this movie, and we'll get to it, but I don't you think don't that know they, have they have are. ever been on the masked singer.
0: Or if they can sing.
1: Or if they can. No, I I'm trying to think. I don't remember anything that I've ever seen the mixer.
0: Can I tell you my favorite part of this movie? Of course. Was the very first line, like, <laughs> doesn't bode well for the rest of the movie. Now it's just it's, it starts off with this woman driving through the through the woods and she's listening to a horror book um, on audio. She's by herself driving in the dark mountains mm-hmm. and she's listening to a horror book. And then she's she's like she's, she she hits stop and she says. No fucking way. <laughs> like turns it off. <laughs> like, I'm alone. I'm in the mountains. In the woods, I am not. I'm going to get murdered not doing this. And then, like, a minute later, she gets murdered.
1: Yes. Um, no context at all. All you know is there's this lady. Somebody murders her while she's driving down a road.
0: Right. And so it's kind of a cool – it's a cool murder, though, because her tire blows. And she's yeah. like, oh, my God. And then she's like, did I hit something? So she gets out to look, and she can see in the road that somebody has put spikes mm-hmm. in the road to purposely make her car stop mm-hmm. and to kill her. And so she's like, ah. And then it was just kind of a cool, it's just a cool thing. Very yeah. stealthy masked killer, by the way. Very. It's just, it'll appear and disappear like that.
1: Clever. Clever little killer. Yeah. As they say in Jurassic Park, clever girl. <laughs> Not <laughs> implying the gender of this killer. Um, so, <laughs> it cuts right to Kevin Bacon standing out front of uh, of the, 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 the camp. He's got all his counselors behind him they've got all the campers in front of them um all lined up and uh mr footloose himself has given his little speech
0: you know it's interesting. like what, a camp if you counselor. were if somebody said um what is kevin bacon from <clears throat> like wh- why would you know kevin bacon your answer would be footloose yeah that'd be mine yeah i'm gonna ask caitlin what hers would be just
1: because she's in the room
0: no,
2: would
1: funny. it be footloose okay yeah. now what i really like about this is not only was he in footloose um, also, for those little pervs out there, if you turn if you check out Wild Things, he has full frontal nudity. Um, so check that out. Um, but he he got his debut as one of the campers in Friday the Thirteenth. Oh yeah, yeah. He's one of the original um, uh, victims of Jason. Well, oof, I almost went uh, total uh, Casey there from Scream. Um, it was not jason Voorhees. it was his his mother mother. yeah 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 anyway he got he's the cool one who gets the arrow pushed through the back of his throat if you've seen that one um so he's owen he's the head of the counselor uh, of the head of the camp he owns the camp he's got his wife who is played by carrie preston who was in True Blood. Uh, she was in a couple of shows you absolutely love. Uh, the Good Wife <laughs> and The were, Good Fight. Because they were on
0: Paramount Plus <laughs> or CBS. But <laughs> um, she And she's getting her own show. Yeah. Based on that character in that. Elsbeth, Which is, she's a quirky lawyer.
1: Also, and I don't know why I didn't notice this. Because it's one of my all-time favorite movies. But she's also one of the cousins in My Best Friend's Wedding. I wish she really? Yes. I was looking at her filmography and I was like, holy shit, that's her.
0: That is one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is I one of my favorites. I love that movie. Yeah. So
1: good. Um, anyway, so um, that's his wife. She's um, uh, she's the therapist at the counselor, uh, or the the camp. The only other counselor that I, I know is the nurse, um, who is Anna Klumsky. If you remember when she was a kid, she was in the My Girl movies. Um, but she's also an Emmy-nominated actress in Veep, one of my favorite shows.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say, like, what would you say she's from? You'd probably say, oh, that's a good like, girl from Veep. And I'd be like, that's the girl from... Yeah. That that couldn't... She's the one that killed her best friend. I yeah. know it wasn't her fault. Yeah. My Girl was one of my favorite movies oh my when God. I was younger.
1: To this day, this, that, if I watch that funeral scene...
0: When she yells, he he needs his glasses.
1: Yeah, that I lose it. I just, I start crying um but uh, she is the the nurse she's one of the camp counselors um as far as the campers most of them are less known the only one that people i mean at least that i recognize theo germain who's the main one um who plays jordan is from the politician on on netflix oh
0: yeah i do i i, I know that exactly that character
1: and uh while i didn't know this character ...before I saw this movie, but now um, I just learned this, but Cooper Coke, who plays Stu in it, has just been cast as Eric Menendez in uh, Monster, a Menendez brother story that comes out next year, um, which is a Ryan Murphy uh, miniseries. So he'll be playing Eric Menendez, but he plays uh, Stu in this one. Um, The movie is written and directed uh, by John Logan, who's a gay screenwriter... Um, which surprised me just because this is one of those slasher movies. It's usually, this is the kind of movie that people usually start, they're like, you know, oh, this is my, I'm going to start off by writing the screen fight. This is an Academy Award nominated screenwriter. He wrote the the screenplays for Gladiator, The Last Samurai, The Aviator, Skyfall, Hugo. I mean, he's like a prolific and writer. And they them. And they them. <laughs> but this is his directorial debut. So he wrote oh, okay. and directed this. He's never directed anything before. But he has written, for the last 20 years, some of the best screenplays. And he's, he's queer. And he is gay.
0: Which yeah. is why I was curious about, like, like oh, what made him write this? Which I find it interesting. It's just, it's like, it's like two different movies, right? Because yeah. it's like this, it's this really, to me, this really fascinating story about the struggles of, of, of queer kids in a concentration camp. Conversion uh, camp. Or, oh, my God. How many times am I going to say that? One. Oh yeah, keep it tally. Um, I mean, yeah. Um, uh, so. <laughs> uh, and then there's like the slasher horror movie yeah. going on at the same time. So I'm like, why would make what would make somebody put that all together? And it made sense that that he yeah. was gay because it, it's fascinating. I was, I, I really enjoyed it.
1: There's a lot that works. Real first, I will say from the top, the idea of this movie is really good. This is a really great subject to, to explore in a slasher film. And there are some things in this movie that work really well. There are also some things in this movie that don't work well and that are kind of cringy. And one particular performance that I feel like if they had cast somebody different would have made this movie so much better. Which one? Thea, um, the main character. Um, that is some of the most wooden acting I've ever seen in my life. I did not like that, that actor
0: um oh you know what i kind of like theo's background is like a military brat and i got that total vibe
1: yeah no the character i get the acting i was not digging everything just sounded like they were reading from school oh i got you like i didn't get the acting now i didn't want to just come here and be like theo shut i wanted to bring some um some options in case they want to remake this movie and recast Theo.
0: Are you one of those options?
1: (laughs) No. Um, I don't know if you watch House of Dragons, but Emma Darcy is a non-binary actor who uh, the entire time I was watching this, I was like, if they had cast Emma Darcy, they would have taken this movie up to a new level. Like, I just really hated Theo's performance in this. Did not care for it. And I feel like that put me off for most of the movie because that's the leak that's the star of the movie there's a couple of other ones some of the 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 kids um who are newer um actors but they have smaller parts so the fact that they're not great actors you know how i feel about kid actors anyway it was
0: funny to me is that there was this this show definitely had like four four or five like kids in the conversion camp that they were going to name. And then there were like oh. ten others that were just no name, non-existence. The I, ones that got let out of the camp towards the end. Like they're, go
1: called, t- they're called NPCs. I wrote in here, I was like, <laughs> Alexandria leads the NPCs out of camp.
0: <laughs> that made me laugh, like because there was no background to any of them. No. Like you could you couldn't just use the five characters, you had to have twenty. You had but, to
1: have a full camp. But yeah, we don't want to hear from any of you. Right. Everyone has a voice, but not in this movie. Only five of you do. So you pick yeah. which ones and the rest of you keep quiet. Um, so yeah, it's a conversion camp. Um, there are things in there where they do, um, they split them into camp. Well, it's, it opens with them splitting them up into the boys' camp, cabin, cabin the boys' cabin, and the girls' cabin. And well, where does that leave Theo? Exactly, because Theo is non-binary. So Theo says, hey, I'm transgender, I'm non-binary, I don't feel comfortable in either cabin. And Kevin Bacon who's kind of like the cool counselor he's like hey listen i'm here to 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 fuck your life up but i want you to respect me and he's like i respect your choice and your your decision um but we only have two camps or the two um cabins he goes it's something i'll look into but you know be a team player and just uh bunk with the boys for now and then we'll look into it we'll see how that goes how's that and he's like or they're like okay so they go over to the the boys' cabin. You know
0: what's weird about the way this starts is his whole demeanor is yeah. like, like I mean, it's like this doesn't sound so bad. He's just like, listen, you're here for a reason.
1: Give us a week.
0: Yeah, you know, if you leave here and you're still gay, you're still gay. Have it, enjoy yeah. your life. He's but, so
1: like, listen, listen. I get it. Listen. Yeah. I, parents suck, am I right? And just just play ball with me here. And at the end of the week, if you are who you are, great great. But just, just come on. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And then they go off and they're like, wow, that Kevin Bacon is a pretty nice guy.
0: Right. Like you think, uh, until what... he
1: wants you to murder animals.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I don't know how you want to do this. Not, I don't know if we going to play by, but I just want to say before we get to that scene, yes, because like I can just talk about the notes that I have, but that scene, holy shit, no one should ever watch that scene ever. But, um, so there's a, there's a transgender woman, yes, uh, a, Alexandria. Alexandra, Alexandra, and she... D- she doesn't tell anyone She doesn't tell anyone she's she trans, yes. but she ducks out to go take a shower, and one of the creepy counselors... It's just watching. ...is watching her, and it's like, oh, you belong with the boys. Yes. And so they move... They move... Uh, her to the to the boys thing, which I thought was completely mm-hmm. out of place because they just gave this huge speech about being who you are. Yeah. But the the excuse well, is you said, lied. You didn't, you, you didn't goes, tell us.
1: Kevin Bacon Owen says, "Listen, we let Justin or um oh good God, what was their name? Not Justin,
2: John Jordan. Lincoln.
1: Jordan. It was a name. We let." jordan pick where you know to go over there because they were honest with us but you were being secretive and you weren't telling us you're trans so now you have to go over there because it's punishment um so alexandria is forced to go stay in the boys cabin
0: yeah and so, and so what they do one day is they split the like in there
1: oh before we do that can we talk about the cringy cringiest part of this
0: so if it's, there's nothing more cringy than that dog
1: <laughs> Jordan is in is like mm, I'm sad, and Alexander's like we're gonna perk you up, and oh. they start to sing a pink song, and then they're like up and they're like jamming, and then they turn the music on, and then Stu, who's been separated for the rest of them, is like I'm not like the rest of you queers. He's like oh wait a minute, I love this song too. And then he goes running down the aisle between the beds and does the knee slide that Kevin Bacon does in Footloose. And they're like, it's a fun party. And they all start dancing and singing to Pink. That scene did not need to be in this movie. It is one of the worst things ever put on film. And I did not like it.
0: See, now I disagree. Just because... You liked that? Because <laughs> it was really cheesy. No, uh, because I thought it made me think Kevin Bacon directed
1: it. It made me happy. <laughs> um it just it's the word it's so it's like no because Stu's
0: over in the corner like me i hate all you queers i'm not like you and then all of a sudden he's like yeah
1: yeah yeah." it's there's like no build-up to it it's just from i hate you queers to i'm going to dance with you now because i love pink
0: yeah Um, and then creepy kevin bacon was staring and watching okay
1: i even wrote this down i was like cut to kevin bacon he was making the exact same face on <laughs> uh,
0: So the next day, yes. I think it's like the next day, they split them up.
1: Well, first they, they, they cuffed them, and then they oh, sleep yeah. in the woods. And then the next day, they split them up into boys and girls. I'm using air clips.
0: Yeah, and so the girls are baking pies. Pies, as to, women should. To give to the boys, and the boys After are, are shooting, guns. shooting guns. And then... Like, that, and it's all fun and games until, like, they allude to something's wrong with this dog. Because there's this yeah. dog. It's like a bloodhound or something. Well,
1: okay. um, one of them, I think it was Gabrielle, who said that dog's walking like it's sick. Right. Yeah. Which one is Gabrielle? No. The vampire looking one. Was it Gabrielle or Toby? I think it was Gabrielle. The one with the long hair. that has got really white skin. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Gabrielle.
1: Gabriel.
0: I thought they called him
1: Gabriel, Gabriel,
0: Potato, Potato. No, well, I mean, it's... <laughs> I was getting confused because you were, because I'm like, well, they separated them. It wouldn't be Gabriel. Yeah, Gabriel's, oh, now that makes sense that it would be Gabriel. Yeah. He was saying that something was wrong with the dog. Mm-hmm. And so um, then they go in there shooting targets. And then all of a sudden, he was like, all right, well, y'all kind of can shoot a turns... gun. He's like, you can shoot a gun, but where are my killers at? Yeah, who could kill? Who could kill something? So he pulls like the 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 Toby. Yeah, the most effeminate, flamboyant, flamboyant effeminate. um, kinky boots wearing, um, uh, gay. kid there. This gay kid there, and says, "Shoot the dog." It's like the dog has cancer. You'll be putting it out of his misery. Kill the dog. He's in
1: pain. Shoot it. And, and he's, he's like, like screaming, and he's screaming in his face, pull the trigger, be well, a first, man! Well, first he goes, because he's like, shoot the dog, because I, I ain't going to shoot the dog. So then um, the other oh. camp counselor, he's like, if you don't shoot the dog, my friend over there, who has a sledgehammer, is going to break the dog's legs, and he's going to be in pain. And he's not he's going gonna to know what's going on. He's just going to know that he's in pain. You can end that suffering. Just shoot the dog. And he's like, I ain't going to shoot the dog. So Kevin Bacon gets his face, and he's like, Shoot the fucking dog! <laughs> He's like, "Be a man for once in your I and shoot the." And then you hear a gunshot, and Jordan shot the dog. And this is another part that I was like, "Jesus, this is so cheesy." As soon as he shoots the dog, and everybody looks over at Jordan, Toby throws his hands and falls to his
2: knees, He's, he
1: screams to the sky. He's like, "No!" And I was like, "Good God, Toby, calm down." Uh,
0: I was so. Dis- that's a disturbing scene. I, didn't, I was fine you know, with it. You're like
1: <laughs> Jeremy's like.
0: Uh, I'm and like
1: not- shoot the dog again. He's <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> already dead. Just keep shooting his legs. Yeah, it was really bad. Um. So anyway. So
1: while that's happening, they cut back to the pie ladies, and um, <clears throat> they bake good pie. They bake good pies. <laughs> and um, who's the the one? Sarah? Sam? Sam. The, um, the, 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 the really pretty girl who's, um.
0: The uh, counselor. Yeah. So it's like the two counselors that we can talk about. There's like a, a guy and girl. Zane and, girl. and Sarah. Yeah. Zane and Sarah. And they're actually former campers. Yes. That are now engaged together. Who had a very creepy scene.
1: Weird scene. Uh, but before that, Kim is the other one. She's the blonde haired camper and she bakes the real good pies. And she's from like a good neighborhood. And she yeah. doesn't want to be gay. And um so the Sarah, the counselor, says, Okay, you all you girls can all leave, except for Kim, you stay here, and she's like she sexually harasses her and she's like, Mm, your pie looks so good. And she's like, I Let's know. cut a little sliver. And she takes them in her fingers and she puts her fingers in her mouth and she's like, Eat some of the pie. Doesn't that taste good? Mm. and I'm like, It's so weird.
0: If there was a book about this, I would hope that they would hire you to read the, the audio version. <laughs> <laughs> just tastes this bass real dude. It's,
1: it's such a weird scene and then kim runs out because she's disturbed and she goes and has a cigarette at the dock and uh, this is this is another part there were so many things that they just said in the movie and it's like that wasn't explored at all after you said it but um um who's the one uh veronica veronica comes over and she's the asian girl the bisexual one or the lesbian and she's like hey what's going on and she's like smoking a cigarette and she's like i hate it here and she touched me and so veronica says i am um i'm investigating this for a school project or yeah something. yeah <laughs> she's, she's like, like i'm sorry i lied to you i'm not really one of the students here yeah and um so then she's like here would you like a drag of my cigarette and she's like thank you, takes a drag, and then they have sex. So, drag of the cigarette. On the dock, in the middle the dock, of dock. Everybody watching. Yeah, and she's like, I'm sorry I lied to you. I'm not really a camper. Let's do it. And then they have sex. Um, and then they cut to Stu swimming in the lake with his rippling muscles, and he looks up on the shore, and there's Gabrielle. Or Gabriels, <laughs> And look at what's Dracula. Right. He's got long, f- flat black hair. He's just pale, pale white. And he's like, what are you doing? He has a weird accent. He does. Um, seriously, like Transylvanian. And he's like, um, uh, swimming. And he's like, do you want to be alone? <laughs> and he's like, no. And he's like, Good. and he takes his clothes off and comes in the water. And they're like staring at each other. And then they just passionately start making out.
0: Yeah, um I do what there's something I wanna say here real yes. quick and I don't know what it is with horror movies. Why do people swim in brown water in horror movies? They do it they did it in um in Fear Street, I think somebody yeah. was. Like we've watched a lot of movies this month about horror things. Always brown water. Stay when out of the brown water. Sw-
1: when you gotta swim, you gotta swim. So they're making out and uh Gabriel's like, because they're getting into it, like they're about to have sex, and Gabriel's like, No, I'm not here. Take me to the cabin. So they go into the cabin. And um they're kissing and then Gabriel turns around, and he takes his underwear off, and you just see him from behind, and then he's just standing there, so Stu's like, Alright, so Stu comes up behind him, drops his underwear, and you see his ass, and then they start doing it. And he's like, you know, thrusting and everything, and they have sex. And as soon as they're done having sex, Stu is on the couch in this it's like an old cabinet it's got like storage and stuff, and Stu's laying there and he's like, Mmm, that was good. And Gabriel was like, "Yeah, did you like that? Did you like that a lot?" And he's like, "Yeah, I really liked it." And he's like, "Ha, I fooled you!" And then the door opens, and Owen and Zane come in, and he's working with the bad guys. Uh, yeah, and he's like, "It reminded me of this." The South accent Park. should have gave it away. I, it reminded me of the South Park episode where the police chief is trying to get people on solicitation of prostitution, but he sleeps with the guys before he said pulls his badge out. That's what this felt like to me. Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel is like, um, we're going to make you not a homosexual anymore. But first, let's have sex. So they have sex. Then they come in and they hook Stu up to a car battery. And they do shock, uh, electroshock therapy to him. And they're showing pictures of women in bikinis. And they're like, mm, that's us, isn't it? And he's like, no. And uh, they go to a guy in rippling abs and I'm like that one. And then they shock him. And uh, he's got these giant burns on his chest, his beautiful muscular chest. And they, they just they, they burn him up, and then they bring him to the nurse. And Anna Klumsky's like, what the hell? And they're like, you know, just fix him. And she's like, I'm going to the cops. And Kevin Bacon's like, the hell you are. And she's like, ooh, okay, no, never mind. She yelled at me. And she go, he's like, you get him better, and then you get the hell out of here. And, uh, she's like, I'm going, but first I'm gonna make sure he's okay. So she takes care of him and then they leave. And, um, then the counts the camp counselors, the, the Zane and this is a
0: crazy sex yeah, scene. Uh,
1: uh, Sarah, Zane and Sarah go back to their house and they've got all the kids phones and Sarah's going through Kim's phone, looking at her half naked selfies and, um, Zane's going through Stu's phone, looking at his half naked cell facing, like, mm, they're hot. Let's do it. So as he's having sex with her, he has Stu's phone up by her head, and he's staring at his picture of him in his underwear while he's having sex with his fiance. And you hear Sarah scream, and they look over, and the axe murder's there, hacks them both to death. We forgot to mention earlier in it, there's a camera in the girl's shower, and the groundskeeper was watching... The camera, and uh, the killer came in and smashed his head up into into the computer yeah. and killed him.
0: But it's when it's when they kill the counseling couple that's having sex while looking at pictures of the same sex, which is weird. Yeah, um, that that the movie becomes a different movie. Yes, it was
1: full fledged. It, it was a
0: full interesting, really cool movie until that was point, like a, and then it like turns a into a psychological
1: slashers. thriller in the first half, and then it turns into a full slasher. Um, and so um after Stu has been taken uh to the infirmary um gabriel's in the water on a float eating a cookie smoking joint whatever he's doing and um he uh he hears a noise and he stands up and he gets hit in the head by the killer and then he wakes up and he's strapped to the chair that Stu was trapped into and he gets electrocuted until he dies so it's like they all got their comeuppance. Um, now- Now, I want to point
0: out, I don't know if you noticed this, but when he was in the- I mean, he's ripped, right?
1: When he takes his clothes off, that is one ripped vampire. One
0: very ripped, weird vampire. Um, but they've got this- So they the chair that they strap you into is attached mm-hmm. to car batteries, mm-hmm. and then the the car battery has like two wires, and it's taped, and it's like- not on their, it's on their chest, not on their nipples, but yeah. close to them. And so the wires are here. And then the guy turns it on and he starts shocking him. And they leave burn marks, but he starts bleeding. And the burn marks and the bleeding were were not anywhere close to where the wires were on his chest. I did not notice it that. Was, I, I thought it was fun. I mean, uh, I, I, was, I was staring at his chest. I'm not going to lie. So I noticed it. Because I'm like, well, that's weird. The wires aren't there.
1: So we ki- the, ki- the, the killer kills all of them and then lines them all up in the main cabin. And Veronica and Kim come back in after having their little fornication scene on the dock. And they see the dead bodies and they scream and they alert everybody who's still alive to the dead bodies. Um, so um, Owen's like, listen, we, um, we need to find out what's going on. So he tells uh, his wife, who is Cora, says, go get two rifles, one for you, one for me. And uh, we're going to... Find out who this killer is because he's convinced it's one of the campers because the only people ending up dead are all the counselors. Right. So he's like, it's got to be one of the campers. So she goes in to get the, uh, the rifles and she hears an order. She turns around and she's like, oh, my God, it's the killer. And But it cuts away before you see her get killed. And uh, then it comes to the front and it's uh, Kevin Bacon and uh, Anna Klumsky and uh, the other ones. And uh, uh, he's like, I'm going to go find out what's going on. And then uh, uh, Alexandria's like, I'm going to get the hell out of here. And Jordan says, take all the NPCs with you. Just take take them and get out of here. So she's like, I forget what, I wish I would have written this down, but it was such a weird line. But she says, get up and grab your pussies. We're getting out of here.
0: No, she says, um, she calls them pussies. She says, "Don't be pussies. Let's go." No,
1: she says something about snatching up your pussies. Google that. First. I know so. what that is. I thought but it was she...
0: interesting too when she was like, "It's a long walk. Can you do it?" And she says, "Honey, I'm a I'm a I'm a black trans I'm a woman. trans woman of color. I could do it in heels." Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, yeah.
1: So Anna Klumsky's like, "Here's my phone. Here, my passcode is blah 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 blah. When you get somewhere where you can get a signal, call the cops." So they all leave so that you can get the NPCs out of the way because they're not part of the story. So um, Anna Klumski tells um, all the, the campers, go to I don't understand this movie. So everyone, split up. Go to your your, your cabins and get dressed warmly. <laughs> Which is so stupid. It's like I don't if there's a killer out, I don't care if I'm cold. But she's like, go get dressed warmly and then meet me back here. So um, uh, Jordan goes into Owen's office to get the guts. To get the guts. And he hears Owen coming, so he locks himself. He goes in the closet, and he finds the body of Cora, his wife, and she's had her throat slit. So um, he's like, "Oh my god!" Or they're like, "Oh my god!" So Owen comes in, and he can't find Cora, so he goes into his drawer and he pulls out a, a little box that has a revolver in it. And he sees the killer there in the entranceway, and um, the killer has a knife, and they're fighting. I'm trying to remember, did they fight? Yeah, because the killer's mask gets ripped off. Or no, the She takes it off. Yeah, she takes it off. And it is... Anna Klumski. Anna Klumski. Nurse Molly. Nurse Molly. But not Nurse Molly, because Nurse Molly was the lady in the beginning who was killed who nobody knew who she was. Right.
0: And it turns out she killed her because she knew she was on the way to the conversion camp, and she wanted to pretend she was her so she could get in there and kill everybody.
1: Yes. Her real name is Angie, and she used to be one of the campers. And she's like, I'm going to get my revenge on you. So she killed all the campers, and now she's going to kill Owen. And they fight. And when he's, Owen's choking her, and then you hear the click of the gun, and they turn, and Jordan's standing there, pointing the revolver at him. And uh, Jordan's like, you get off her. And uh, he's like, hey, 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 let's calm down. All right. He's like, what you going to do, killer? What you going to do? You going (laughs) to shoot me? You ain't got it in you. And uh, he's like, uh, Anna Klumski stands up and says, uh, shoot him. Shoot him in the head. And uh, she's, like, you can do he. she's like, you can do it. She's like, you can do it. We need to do this. It's, you are part of my team now. And uh, Jordan looks at her and says, I am not part of your team. I am part of my own team. And I am strong enough not to kill her, to kill him, because the acting is atrocious. So puts the gun down. And Anna Clumsey's like, no! So grabs Kevin Bacon, uh, by the way, who has, like, all these animal heads on his wall, because he's a weird hunter guy, shoves him up against the wall, and he has a rhino head on his wall, and the rhino horn goes through his back. And he's like, you know, you're just a sorry sack of lily lovers. And she's like, you're going to die, and then cuts his throat, and he bleeds all over the place. And uh, she's like, "Oh, well, now that that's over, Jordan. Now we can be a team, and we'll go to all the camps, and we'll kill all the homophobes." And Jordan's like, "I'm gonna walk out of here if you'll let me." <laughs> yeah,
0: she did. And then she then she sauntered out. Yeah. And when she's walking out, that's when the police arrive, and they're all running in. Or they are walking out, and all of the police are running Run past, past them. them like- I, and I wanted to, I mean, I wrote down, I was like, how did the police know they weren't
1: the killer? They don't, which is, that's one of those lazy writing things. It's like, "Oh, it'll be dramatic. The cops running up to the lights are going. It's like, no, it makes no sense. You don't know who the killer is. Right. You're your new cop right. to the scene. Investigate. Detain everyone. Do I have to do your job for you? <laughs> anyway, so they take Anna Klumsky out and they arrest her and um, uh, then they're, the the remaining cameras, for some reason, Alexandria comes back, but none of the other players, but not NPCs. They're all like, I, th- I left them off with other family members, so now it's just me. And they're all like, wow, what a hard time we had here. And it's like, what are you going to do? And they're like, they look at the cameras. I'm sure and they're like, we're going to live our lives. We're going to live our lives. And then Pink Blairs is like, yeah!
0: When they... When, they, when the two lesbians are like, uh, or the, the bisexual girl and the lesbian, and she, the bisexual grass and the lesbian, what are you going to tell your parents? And then she's like, I don't know. We'll tell them.
1: Yeah. It's, so I don't understand how three-time Academy Award nominee writer couldn't write better words than this. Um, but Theo is being taken off because he's been shocked. Um, being taken off an ambulance. and uh, Stu, I'm sorry. And Theo's there because now they're boyfriends. Because you got to have a hookup, somebody to hook up with by the end of the movie. Um, and they're like, he, they're taking putting him in the thing. And uh, they're like, wait a minute, are you family to Theo? And Stu looks at him and says, yes, he is. And I'm like, one of you is white, one of you is black. They know you're not family. Well, they
0: could be adopted. They could have that. Mm,
1: just say it's your boyfriend and say, I want him to come um, with me. Well,
0: maybe that's what they meant. I mean, we are family. That's a song.
1: You know what? Just because you suffered through such a tragedy like that, that is no reason to assume that a relationship will work. They spent at least six
0: hours handcuffed to each other in the woods. (laughs) They are married.
1: (laughs) The amount of assumption of, hey, we suffered through this tragedy, so we're all going to bunk up and become uh, become relationships now. I mean, there was, what, three relationships that came out of there. Yeah. But, And most importantly,
0: Theo... And themselves
1: so much better movie if D- emma darcy was in
0: it <laughs> <laughs> uh you know what i didn't hate it but everyone else in the everyone road did. apparently did i mean i don't know that i've seen the rotten tomatoes this low maybe we have
1: critics uh the other one or both
0: god uh, do critics and audience uh
1: no what i'm saying both are bad
0: uh, i'm not gonna tell you because i want okay. you to guess
1: well just based on what you said i'm gonna say critics 32 and audiences 41
0: critics 33 Oh,
1: okay.
0: audiences 25 holy shit yeah. i'm telling
1: you and i know this is horrible it's all theo germain's fault <laughs> I,
0: I was gonna say i don't want this to discourage kevin bacon from acting in more shows i think that he was great
1: i thought that the the actors and actresses you recognize right. kevin bacon anna klumsky um true blood girl who's in the good fight whose name escapes me um i thought the camp counselors were all adequately creepy and did a great job the campers for the most part were okay i honestly think that if you don't have theo germain in the the lead in this if you have a better actor that this movie does so much better it's just the acting is so wooden to me i just couldn't I thought the same thing when I saw them in The Politician. I just don't think they're a very good actor.
0: Well, I think that worked in The Politician
1: because they weren't they weren't they um,
0: they were like a a campaign they were running a campaign or something. Yeah, it
1: was his campaign manager. Yeah,
0: I think that was uh, that 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 sort of demeanor worked for that. But in this, uh, you know, I get what you're saying.
1: Um, But but I still liked it.
0: It was worth a watch. I wasn't mad about it, and I was glad it wasn't really a a horror movie.
1: movie. It's on Peacock. It's free if you already have Peacock. Check it out. It's pretty good.
2: Um
1: the hmm? line. Yeah, what's, oh, the, what's line? the
2: line? Come on right
1: now, step up your pussies. Step up your pussies! Such an out of place line! It made no sense to me. What does it mean? How do I step my pussy up?
0: You're asking me? You're the one who you're the one who knows what it is to get your bag into and, and all that shit. I don't know nothing about that.
1: If you know what step up your pussy Send us you an email us. Um but yeah, so um, Halloween is tomorrow. Be safe. Get get your bag.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh, until next week, the cork is back in the bottle.